When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The problem with the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't even gotten near that room, much less the door to an NFC Championship game in a long, long time. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us here. And for the guys there, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on ESPN Radio. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play KJM by play ESPN Radio as well as Sirius XM Channel 80. So, Harry, it's the it's a tale that just never, ever, ever gets old. How much can you bang in the Cowboys when it comes to these B words regarding them each and every year? Boom or a bust. And I asked people on Twitter to keep it clean, and they're not doing that, Coleman ESPN, but I brought this on myself <laughs> by putting that out there by saying that and teasing ahead. But they people can say whatever they want. I'm speaking as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Believe mm-hmm. me, that book has never changed with them. And until people can actually believe that inside that organization, it's just a lot of smoke, it's a lot of mirrors, but it's not a lot of substance with this team being a contender, especially out of the NFC and out of their own division. I see. I honestly thought you were talking about billionaire. Uh, when you talk about the richest franchise right now in sports history, <laughs> uh, especially in the United States, I thought you was talking about billionaire. Because uh-huh. yep. I, da- I damn sure I will never say boom, boom. No. Yeah. I, Boom, back, yep, when Michael Irvin was playing, when Troy Aikman was playing, when Barry Switzer won the uh, championship with uh, with them last. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they were booming. But when I look at this team, we don't know offensively um, what exactly they're going to be. I want to know what their identity is going to be. Right. Uh, I know Jerry Jones said he, we, everything has to go through Zeke. And me, even though Zeke is not the Zeke he was when he first came into the lead and his second and third year – I still believe Zeke has a lot in him. I look at early on how he ran the football last year before he got hurt, and it was the Zeke that I had seen in previous years. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing is is that when you don't have your offensive line intact and you don't know what your offensive line is going to be, how are you going to become that run physical prowess team, right? And then if you want to say, okay, we're going to let Dak Prescott do his thing. How are you going to block the opposing defensive line? Because there's no secret. They're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who has hella defensive linemen on their right. defensive line. Guy, I mean, guys that are nasty and love getting to the quarterback. So I, I, don't, I don't understand how they're going to block it. So in my eyes, Kellen Moore has to be that much better as an offensive coordinator. I thought last year designing runs, uh, he could have been better doing that. I also thought that could have been more consistent last year. But then – if a team stops to run yeah. and they decide, okay, we're going to take away, we're going to take away, um, uh, I can't, I don't know why I'm trying to play. CD Lamb. The, CD, we're going to take away CD Lamb. Who else are you going to go to besides Dalton Schultz? Right? That, that's, that's the next question. Who else is going to step up and make those plays and win their one on one coverage? Because if you're doubling CD Lamb or they're stopping to run, somebody else is going to have to be one on one. Can that person, can that someone else win their matchup? Right now, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, and you mentioned the word identity, Harry, the identity has to be running the football and playing defense, seriously, until that offensive line comes around and the wide receivers can have somebody else step up to be the Robin to the Batman that is now CeeDee Lamb. 
Not saying they have to go old, old school back to the 1990s, but early on, that's what they're going to have to do. And yep. it's not so much about how many yards can you get. It's about running attempts so Dak Prescott's not throwing a ball around the park 45, 50 times a game. Because when that happens, that increases the risk that he's going to get sacked and he's got to make plays out of the pocket. So whatever Jerry Jones had to say, and believe me, he talked about this on 105.3 to fan in Dallas about being a risk taker, which led to plenty of Cowboys fans rolling their eyes when he said, No one would deny that I'm a risk taker. No one. I take risk, and I do it every day in my life. And so there's a proper time to take some risk. We have taken them, and we will take them. I hope that some of the risks that I take in the future will result in a change from where we've been, and that's not getting to the Super Bowl. But I do that every day in my life. Mm. Yeah, he does that every day in his life, I guess. I guess risks to billionaires is not the same as risk to average Joe and Josephines <laughs> like Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman or Keyshawn J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio. First world problem risks are not the same thing as the 99% risks that people take. He knows that the more and more that he's trying. Here's what Jerry Jones to me is trying to do, Harry. He's trying to give so much confidence to his team that no matter what, we're going to figure this out together. We're going to be able to do this together. And when we do, it's going to be glorious. I've heard this in so many different forms from Jerry Jones since 1996, and it leads to the same ending all the time. No Super Bowl championship, no NFC championship game, and no title for the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody wants to hear that anymore from Jerry Jones, and I don't blame people. I'll tell you, it's good early on before you play your first uh, regular season football game, but then once you string along three or four of those games and then you, the losses come in and the team is in disarray, then that's when you're going to hit, well, you know, our receivers got to play a little bit better. You know, <laughs> well done. Uh, our <laughs> offensive line, if they block for uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we're going to be better <laughs> as an offense. <laughs> All that's going to start coming. But then, Freddie, <laughs> I look at – I mean, I hear – Jerry Jones say that he'd take risks, but can you take risks on a quarterback that you can't mm-hmm. boss around? I mean, excuse me, on a head coach that you can't boss around, boss around? Right. Take a risk there. Yeah. Because when you had those kind of individuals, that, that's when you won. But see, but at my point, I think that's one of the issues mm-hmm. is that he wants to be in control of everything, and he can't stand somebody else telling him, no, this is the way it's going to be. So in, in hindsight – it's affected his, his football teams over the years. Right. It's been an ongoing ego shootout battle in the mind of Jerry Jones. Because, to your point, when they were those kind of Cowboys teams, Jimmy Johnson, we know it's clearly Jimmy Johnson's team, and Jerry Jones couldn't stand it. He wanted yep. as much credit as Jimmy Johnson. Everybody's like, you weren't evaluating players. Jimmy Johnson, one of the great talent evaluators that the NFL has seen the last 25, 30 years. There's no doubt about that. When it came to bringing in free agents or scouting college players. His scouting team was tremendous, but that wasn't good enough for Jerry Jones. And then he finally relented when Bill Parcells brought in a guy that knew how to coach players, knew how to get in players behind and say, look, either do it this way or else because he had a proven track record. And then Jerry Jones decided that Terrell Owens was worth wrecking that whole thing, and it's been an ongoing quest ever since. He's had Jason Garrett. He's had these other coaches. Now he's got Mike McCarthy. He wants credit. Jerry Jones has to realize that if you win a championship, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to get the credit, but his ego is not going to allow him to go that route the way it was working with Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells and not with anybody else. But check, but check this out, though, Freddie. Sean Payton coached under who? Bill Parcells. When he was in Dallas. Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. So you had a guy in-house. Mm-hmm. You had one right there. 
Now, let's see if at some point Sean Payton's going to come back. And I know full throttle that Sean Payton is not going to let Jerry Jones tell him how to run his football team. I know that for a fact. Right. And no way you should. And if you're Jerry Jones, you have to hope that being a risk taker, how about just be the right kind of guy that you've been in terms of letting people do their jobs and not trying to be the smartest guy in the room? We know you've made the Dallas Cowboys so much money that they're the most valuable franchise in sports. We get that. Cowboys games outrate games during the regular season. You look at each and every year, the top 10 NFL games, Cowboys games invariably are anywhere from five to six to seven of those games involving the National Football League. You have that kind of stroke when it comes to that. But at the same time, his ego will not, Harry, allow him to take a backseat because that is not the way he wants to win a championship in Dallas. But that's what gets us, Freddie. And, and, and me and you, we're both men. And that's sometimes they get us, right? When we, when I, some, I remember my teammates, right? We used to sit down in the locker room and say, hey, man, let's not let our pride get in the way of great things that we want to accomplish or great things that we want to do, want to do mm-hmm. whether it's business, whether it's with our families, whether it's with our significant others. And sometimes, uh, you know, when you make a certain amount of money, sometimes you can let pride creep in there. You can let the ego creep in there. But at some, some point, boom, you're going to hit rock bottom because that ego and that pride uh, is in the way of greatness. Runaway Train hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and the H-Dogs 83, part of the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. He says, the cleanest thing I can say about the Cowboys is that they are the Charlie Browns of the NFL. No matter how well things are going, something will be there losing is going to pull that football away on the kick. Runaway train, the problem with that is, not with the statement, is the fact that usually it's Jerry Jones as that Charlie Brown in terms of he's being that Lucy taking the football away from the Cowboys with certain decisions and certain things that he's been able to do. Now, they've drafted and scouted well when it comes to the players they have on that team. Look at their draft picks that they've been able to do when Jerry Jones took a step back. Because, believe me, he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and they had to literally throw him in the trunk of a car like a mob boss and say, you're not going to do that. And but that was, a mo- that was a money grab, though. It was that, that, that was a money grab. Absolutely. And they said, look, Jerry, we can't do that. So they've drafted well. But now, when it gets to a certain point, it always seems to be something, Harry, that keeps the Cowboys from being what Jerry Jones wants them to be. It can be clean, it can be dirty, but it's been the same old, same old since 1996 involving the Cowboys. Now, Freddie, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Now, we got, mm-hmm. we got to be dis- more disciplined as a team. And if we can't be more disciplined as a team, right. then we're going to have to make some changes. And, and now, granted, the changes are going to be made by me because, you know, I'm the owner. And what I say is going to go. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, very good, number one. And number two, we'll see what the Cowboys do because right now going into this season – the Eagles are clearly the team to beat in the NFC East. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us. And Keyshawn, Jay, and Max, you can catch us on ESPN Radio. And don't forget about us, as well as the ESPN app, Series X-Men Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play KJM. A team that does not have to worry about such things, and they had a long drought when it comes to winning the Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams. They are wearing that championship belt. They're doing their whole discount double-check that like Aaron Rodgers used to do at part of State Farm. But Stafford, Matthew Stafford, their quarterback, the biggest concern going into the season. Yet, him worry? No, Stafford is feeling pretty good as he get ready for Thursday night versus Buffalo. I feel good. I'm ready to go. No limitations. I feel great. I mean, I'm ready to go play. Can always be, uh, can always be better. Can always try to feel like I'm 21 again. I'll keep trying. But, uh, no, I feel, I feel really good. I feel like I can make every throw. I don't know what else you need to hear from me. Usually when you have a Super Bowl champion, Harry, there's mm-hmm. plenty of questions about them. We heard that one question about Matthew Stafford, and we haven't heard anything since for the past two and a half weeks. I can't recall in recent memory, Super Bowl champion, 
being that quieted when it comes to the Rams. And it's the perfect way to run an offseason. I'm sure they were getting glad handling, and I'm sure they were getting the attaboys and way to goes and everything. <laughs> but other than that, they've gone about their business. They have not made any news other than that. And if Matthew Stafford's feeling good, this team continues to be the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, and the only questions I would have is, right, okay, you lose Andre Whitworth, who was a very big piece of your offense. You lose offensive lineman Austin Corbett. Can the two guys that you have replacing them, can they fill into those uh, fill those voids? Um, because I do believe running the football, you're going to get Cam Akers back full, fully healthy. Um, Henderson Jr., he's coming mm-hmm. back. They also drafted Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, who I thought was phenomenal when he right. was there as well. So you have that three-headed monster at running back, and if you just want to go two, you have a two-headed monster. Uh, when I know this offense is successful, because once again, it is that Shanahan scheme, mm-hmm. it's when the – when they're rushing the football effectively and you can make everything offensively look the same. Right. So the Mm -hmm. play action game looks like run. So now you have the linebackers biting up and holes are wide open, right? You have the receivers blocking the Cooper cup does a hell of a job of that. You added um, Allen Robinson. I think that gives them now nice pickup a jump ball wide receiver type guy. Because remember last year, all their guys were like, besides Skoranek, but Skoranek's not moving like Allen Robinson is moving. But besides Skoranek, everybody is like small, smaller, shifty type wide receiver wise. Uh, I like Allen Robinson. He brings that, that jump ball ability to that offense. Higby, I, I like him as a tight end. And, and in that offense, the tight end position is very valuable. Uh, defensively, all three levels. You have Aaron Donald, who's the best player in football. Mm-hmm. You have Bobby Wagner, who's been phenomenal ever since he started playing in the National Football League. And then you have Jalen Ramsey. You have three of the top players in the National Football uh, League. Uh, forget just defensively, but offense or defensively at all three levels. And then you have other guys filling the voids around them. So I, I like their chances. Now, granted, I think a lot of this is going to be banked on Matthew Stafford's elbow and his health. Right. And Absolutely. Down the line is when I'll be worried about it. Short term, I'm not, as we talked about with Jeremy Fowler. Uh, but, but, but right now I have them, have them as my favorite in the NFC. A lot of people weighing in when it comes to sleeper teams in the NFL. You can do the same thing on Twitter, hdouglas83 and at Coleman ESPN. Let us know your biggest sleeper team in the NFL. You can also do that on the Dr. Pepper line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Naisha says, the sleeper team for me are my Cincinnati Bengals. Because everything thinks, thought, we were, slash, are a fluke. They're mistaken. We're here to stay and ready to compete. Who day? I haven't heard that as a team, as a sleeper team. And you know why? Because everybody's, well, they got the Super Bowl last year. They're going to be a playoff team this year in the AFC North. And many people believe they can win that division. A lot of people don't realize that if the Ravens had not been a mass unit towards the end of the year, they would have been the AFC North champions, and Cincinnati yes. would have been that wild card team out of the yes. AFC. Yes, yes. That's, I'm glad you, you brought that up, Freddie, because when Lamar Jackson got hurt, this, that football team was 8-3. and three. They were the best team in the, in the AFC, not just that division, but the AFC. Mm-hmm. They were the number one seed at that time. But I, I don't think the Bengals can be a sleeper team. They just went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, right. if you would have said this last year around this time, then we'd be like, okay, yeah, we understand where you're coming from. They did add Alex Kappa. They added Ted Karras, um, and they also added uh, Lyle Collins. That's going to be different, uh, a big difference for this team. But also, 
I don't know how many times these guys have been able to practice together. They're going to have to practice together so they can be in unison. That's one position group, especially uh, on an offense, that has to get reps right. so they can be dynamic. Now, without them getting reps, are they going to be better than what they experienced last year? Hell yes. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll take my chances with them. They still, in my eyes, have the best skill position group in the National Football League. Uh, but, but we'll see. That division is going to be tougher this year, man. I, I just can't say, you know, the Bengals. I'm picking the Ravens right now. Uh-huh. Early on, I picked the, the, the Bengals, but I, I switched up, man. I, I'm going with Lamar Jackson because I think he has something to prove. And also, they're getting everybody back healthy. And how the Baltimore Ravens draft is huge in my eyes. They, it's just like a certain player fits their scheme, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, and they always seem to find them. Mm-hmm. They got three guys uh, I think it, within the first three rounds that all three had first th- uh, first round grades, like that's unheard of for teams to do that. And Lindenbaum and the big boy that came out of uh, UConn and Ojabo. Now he's not going to play this year, but I think they all all those guys went the first two rounds. But they happen to get all those guys who had first round grades, and they just they just know how to do it. They know what they're looking for. And uh, DaCosta, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do moving forward. The one thing about Cincinnati, and I'm going to put the Buffalo Bills in this category as well because I believe both of those teams are going to be really good. And a lot of people are saying that the road through the AFC goes through Buffalo. And I said that Patrick Mahomes retired. I still think the road through the AFC goes through Kansas City, but we'll see. I can't wait to see how both of those teams handle being the hunted instead of being the hunter. That's right. Because for the longest time, we have not talked about the Buffalo Bills like this since the four falls of Buffalo back in the 90s, when they were clearly the best in the AFC. They went to four straight Super Bowls and could not beat the Cowboys twice, could not beat Washington, and then they lost that field goal game to the New York Giants. We have never said this about Cincinnati, coming into a season being the hunted instead of the hunter. I want to see how they handle that because whenever we have this conversation about a team on the come up, they always seem to fall short. For example, the Cleveland Browns. Remember they made the playoffs Scared Kansas City to death. And I said, yep. I want to see how they handle being the hunter instead of the hunter. And it did end well that season. They got swapped by Tennessee opening day, and they never recovered. If you're Cincinnati, you made the Super Bowl. If you're Buffalo and people believe you can make the Super Bowl this year, I want to see how you handle being that team that nobody has talked about when it comes to Buffalo since the 1990s, and nobody's ever talked that way about the Cincinnati Bengals in the history of the NFL. And here's the thing about Buffalo. Buffalo early on, their schedule, number one, it starts Thursday night against the defending champions and the Rams. You want to know who they play week two? The Tennessee Titans. Week three, the Miami Dolphins. Week four, the Baltimore Ravens. Week five, Pittsburgh. Okay. But after that, Kansas City, Green Bay. So we're going to know about Buffalo early mm-hmm. and often. Yeah. they got a first-place schedule. You're a first-place team getting after people, but we'll see. This one real quick, and I can't pronounce their – Twitter handle, so I'm just going to spell it out as Y-H-W-A-C-H. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> this person says his sleeper team, their sleeper team are the Philadelphia Eagles. Can you be a sleeper team when you're picked to win your division? I don't think – they made the playoffs last year. That too. So I, I don't think you could be a sleeper team if your team made the playoffs last year. You shouldn't be now, the case, right. No, but, but do they have a better roster? Yes. Do they have one of the better rosters in the National Football League? Of course. So I, don't, I can't pick the Eagles as a sleeper team. So I literally, went, when we were thinking about this, doing this, this segment, yeah. right, mm-hmm. I wrote them down and I, I quickly crossed them out. I said, no, wait, they can't no. be a sleeper team. No. The question about Jalen Hurts may be less of a question because they're going to do everything they can to put him in a position where he's not going to fail. Mm-hmm. Now, that kind of offensive line, that running game, their receiver core, their defense, they draft into Kobe Dean. They also get the other kid out of Georgia to help out defensive line with Fletcher Cox when it comes to um, – Davis, they draft him. 
they got a top-to-bottom serious, serious roster. Mm -hmm. If Jalen Hurts can make any kind of step up, they're going to be a team you're going to have to talk about, not just winning the NFC East, but a team that you're going to have to deal with in the NFC. If if Jalen Hurts is able to do that with that kind of roster, they're going to be out of their minds. Listen, and let me tell you why it's scary, like for a lot of opponents in the NFC with Mm -hmm. the Eagles. They have what every team wants. They can win up front with their offensive line and with their defensive line. In the trenches, they're built for any and every team and any and every opponent. Okay. Alec and Pencil. Yeah, they are built definitely. And the quarterback can be strong. They can do some (laughs) things in Philadelphia. Speaking of that great state, Alec in Pennsylvania was the win about his sleeper team in the NFL at 888-729-3776. Alec, who is it and why? Well, I got this one for Harry Douglas. The Tennessee Titans are slept on perpetually in the NFL. Now, the loss of Harold Landry is going to hurt us, but, I mean, we were beating the Rams, the Niners. We were killing teams the end of last year without Derrick Henry. Henry's coming back. We're going to be strong this year. So I'll, I'll say this. I don't, I don't think the Titans could be a sleeper team either. They was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Keep going. Um, two years ago, they went to the AFC championship game, and then the year before, the year after that, they lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Keep going. now I, I will say this. I didn't think the Tennessee Titans got enough love last year for what they were doing. Yep. But he, he, here's where the line is drawn. And y'all know I love my Titans. You know, I play for the Falcons. I play for the Titans. I love the Titans. Love that organization. He, here's the chess piece, Ryan Tannehill. Because when you look at the AFC and you look at those quarterbacks, when I seen the Tennessee Titans in 2019 go to the AFC Championship game, it was – okay, Ryan Tannehill couldn't lead them back when they got down to a Patrick Mahomes. When I'm watching the game last year and I'm seeing the first play of the game being an interception, the first drive of the second half being an interception, and the game finishing with the interception, and Tannehill not understanding, knowing your personnel and who to throw the ball to and what moments, that's the thing that I think can hold the Titans up. I'm huge on the Titans because I love the addition of Austin Hooper. I also love the addition of Robert Woods. Uh, I think Traylon Burks at some point, he's going to come along. But when it's all said and done, when you're playing one of these big dogs at the quarterback position, can Ryan Tannehill be that guy to make those plays to get you over certain humps? You can't be a sleeper team when you had the best record in the AFC last year and you lost at home because you couldn't throw the football to the right guys. You can't be a sleeper. I know Tennessee has gotten slept on. They don't get enough love. But when you're the number one seed and you fall apart like that, you cannot be a sleeper in 2022. Because, Freddie, I'll be honest, I had them going to the Super Bowl. Oh, last I, year? I had them going, yes. I, I had didn't. them going to the Super Bowl. I didn't trust Ryan Tannehill. not being able to pass the football and mm-hmm. – That's the it, job description of the quarterback. Throw the football yeah. to the right guy. And he did it to three different guys not on his team. They can't be a sleeper team. It's either get it done Ryan Tannehill because Malik Willis is coming on strong to take your job. We have not forgotten about Major League Baseball here in Keyshawn, Jalen Max with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Labor Day Baseball, Deborah Head of the Day. The New York Yankees finally got a win. They'll host the Minnesota Twins, followed by the Texas Rangers against the Houston Astros. Coverage begins at 1230 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're going to play a game of who needed who more when it comes to the NFL offseason that is about to end on Thursday with opening night between the Bills and the Rams. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Being the two that we are, Harry Douglas over there, Freddie Coleman over here, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Catch us on ESPN Radio. Tune in to us as part of TuneIn Radio, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to just play ESPN Radio. So the NFL offseason is about to come to an end. Thursday night, it all gets started. Buffalo Bills on one side, the Los Angeles Rams win a Super Bowl last year on the other side, kicking off a great weekend. They kick things off in the National Football League. So we're going to put a ball around everything with a little who needed who more with these new faces in new places happening in the NFL offseason. Our man Pat Costello will throw the scenarios at us and we'll tell you who needed more over the other. Pat Costello, the floor is yours. Did you almost forget my name right there for a second, Freddie? Sounded like you... No? Juggle it a little no. bit? No? I didn't juggle it. <laughs> little? I think you're reading too much into it. Tiny bit? Oh. No. Nope. Anyway. Oh, someone has the microscope. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, who needed who more, Russell Wilson or the Denver Broncos? Harry, let's start with you. Um, I would say the Broncos need Russell Wilson more. Uh, when you look at this team last year, they were, eighth, uh, they were ranked eighth defensively. Uh, you talk about the skill position players, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, uh, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, uh, the two running backs in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon the third. This team needed a quarterback. It definitely wasn't Drew Locke. I watched a lot of Drew Locke's games. Oh. Obviously, Drew Locke wasn't the guy. He couldn't even win a job why would you over watch Geno any, Smith. Why would you, watch, in, why would you want to watch a lot of Drew Locke's games? One well, is all I, you needed. <laughs> well, because I was, I, was I, I was doing a lot of work for the Falcons, so, you know, scouting them and yeah. going through their games and stuff. One and I was like, man, needed, this is a bad quarterback right here. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. This is bad, dude. <laughs> but, I, but for me, it's, it's the Broncos. They needed that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't had one since Omaha, Omaha, well and Peyton Manning. So I'm going to go with the Broncos here. I'm going to say Russell Wilson needed the Broncos more than they needed him because Russell Wilson wants to show people, especially in Seattle, that he should have been allowed to throw the ball a little bit more. 
Pete Carroll said, hey, we won by being a run-first team, tough defense. You make plays based off of that. And Russell Wilson was not trying to hear that anymore. Nike has a chance to not only go to that team with more weapons on the outside with Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy and a better offensive line, but also in that division where you better be able to throw the ball around the park when it's six games every year for the next next near seasons. You're going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders, and Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers. If anybody needed that team to go to a different place, Russell Wilson and me needed the Broncos more than the Broncos needed him. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who needed who more? Freddie, let's start with you. I know Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are boys, but Aaron Rodgers, there's, there's different. He's different, different. Devontae Adams needed Aaron Rodgers a lot more than Aaron Rodgers. We've seen Aaron Rodgers been able to elevate wide receivers' games. Aaron Rodgers' game doesn't need to be elevated anymore. We know what he can do. Devontae Adams will still have those kind of numbers, but it may not look the same with Derek Carr throwing him the football instead of Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams needs Aaron Rodgers more than Aaron Rodgers needs Devontae Adams. And I hate to say this because, you know, Devontae Adams is my fellow wide receiver guy. Mm-hmm. But however, he, he needed Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I look at what Aaron Rodgers did when he had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones. He's had guys beforehand. He helped elevate 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 Devontae Adams in his game and got him to, to, to what he is now. Now, right. granted, Devontae Adams did a lot of this himself, too. But it pays to have a quarterback to just throw it right in the bread basket, too. Well done. Bread basket. It's solid. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, who needed who more? Harry, let's start with you. This is very difficult for me because as good as Patrick Mahomes is, I have to say I think he needed Tyreek Hill early on more so than Tyreek Hill needed him. Tyreek Hill the year before with Alex Smith went over 1,100 yards, and he was that playmaking guy. You want to know how I know? Played against him. Second play of the game. They gave him a counter play, and he took it for a touchdown. And just made So, trust me, I know. And that's when Alex Smith was the quarterback. Uh, now, Patrick Mahomes now has grown so much since then, but I think early on in his career when he was ch- still trying to figure out you know what I'm saying, like coverages of defenses and a lot of things that were going on in the National Football League, it paid to have a guy that could just take it to the house and make up for a lot of deficiencies that he may have had or a little bit of deficiencies that he may have had. Okay. Tyreek Hill needs Patrick Mahomes a lot more than Patrick Mahomes needs him. When Tyreek Hill has to run what I call those long shorties too many times where you get a short pass, try to make it a long game, he didn't have to do that a lot in Kansas City. He may have to do that a lot in Miami because we've seen Tua Tungavailoa. He's no Patrick Mahomes. There's not a throw that Patrick Mahomes cannot make in this league. There are plenty of throws that Tua Tungavailoa cannot make past 35 yards in this league consistently. Tyreek Hill is going to have one of those moments where he gets behind the secondary, and that ball is going to look like a floating tin can. He's going to say, that looks a lot different, a lot slower than when I used to get those kind of balls from Patrick Mahomes. He is going to need Patrick Mahomes, Harry, a lot more than Patrick Mahomes. See, Freddie, I'm, con- I'm confused because, uh-huh. see, I'm basing it off like, I'm not really basing it off this year because it says who needed who more, oh, yeah. not who needs who more now. See, that's why I was okay. – because if we're going that angle, of course I'm going to say yeah. Tyreek Hill needs Patrick Mahomes more. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you should. Well, so I least, don't know. Maybe, maybe, Pat, maybe Pat should have put the, uh, the questioning a little better. So it's, I'm not confused. You know what Look, I mean? I mean, Pat. At, at least you asked these questions before the segment, not six minutes into it. Uh, who needed who more? <laughs> Let the truth be told. Facts to the 25th power. 
Lamar Jackson or the Baltimore Ravens? We'll do who needs who more, Harry. <laughs> this is this is a no-brainer for me. The Baltimore Ravens need Lamar Jackson. We've seen before he got hurt last year, they were 8-3, and three, number one seed in the AFC. When he went down, they didn't even make the playoffs. So the Baltimore Ravens, I don't know what you're waiting on. Get a man this money so he can play. There's absolutely no doubt. That doesn't mean we need to create a Venmo account for Lamar Jackson. He's getting $23 million in guaranteed oh, money yeah. this year. I need my money. Yeah, exactly. And if they want a franchise tag, they can do it not just once but twice. So he's still going to get paid, but I'm, I'm with you. Lamar Jackson has earned it. He, he's been MVP. He's made your team. You changed an offense for him. He, definitely the Ravens need him more than Lamar Jackson needs the Baltimore Ravens. Always good to be with Harry Douglas here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Don't forget about us on the ESPN app as well as Series X and Channel 80 and tune in. Harry's Barbecue that has one of us in a very unhappy place. Plus, this Hall of Fame quarterback likes Jets quarterback Zach Wilson a lot. We want to know why. That's next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Freddie Coleman. That's me, Harry Douglas. That's him. Catches all the time here on ESPN Radio. I don't like to use the word bougie because that can just set up a whole bunch of arguments no matter where you are. It could be a barbershop. It could be a family yes. barbecue. It could just be a, something between you and your wife, whatever that is. But Pat Costello, Harry Douglas, and we're bringing Pat Costello for this, he used the word bougie when it comes to Harry Douglas and the barbecue that Harry Douglas always likes to have. Pat Costello, what say you? Yeah, Harry just gets too fancy with his barbecues around holidays like Memorial Day or Labor Day. Or whatever. It's, it's like he's eating like a lobster thermidor and eggs benedict. And he's got his butlers and waitresses and all those, these people handing him out hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Like, wow. What are we doing? <laughs> wow. Got, like fresh caught Alaskan salmon. Like just throw some burgers and dogs on the grill like everyone else. Sister, you see, you see 
seat, just throw some burgers and dogs on the grill. I'm not disrespecting my guests that way. So grill. we're going to have today what we're going to have. I'm going to fry some pork chops. I'm, I'm going to bake some chicken as well as I'm going to cook some chicken on the grill. I'm going to cook some ribs. I'm going to have some salmon. And then we're also going to have some shrimp to go along with some rice and corn, some greens, some macaroni and cheese. So if anybody listening right now, if you want to invite, you're not invited because I don't want you at my house, but I will make you a plate. <laughs> I will make any and everybody a plate whenever they want it, anytime. And okay. guess who's doing the cooking? It's going to be Your you. boy. Yeah. I'm doing the cooking. So what's the one thing you will not put on your grill? Apparently uh, salmon. No, he, no that's you, one thing he is going to put no, on No, he's, he's putting salmon on apparently. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Easy there, grammar police. Yeah, he's just, just lock me up then, Pat. Lock me up. Pronunciation, Jeez. man. <laughs> now, the, the, the salmon. Now, how, how do you pronounce it again, Pat? Salmon. 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 So the, the salmon, uh, because that's how it's spelled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the salmon. Uh, it's gonna be delicious for my wife, and also be delicious for my daughter. My daughter actually begged me for the from the for the salmon. Okay. Not You're the salmon. This on not, the, now. Not, not the S A M O N. Yeah, but want, the S A L M O N. You want the Douglas fish, not the Webster fish. Is <laughs> exactly. that what you're telling me? <laughs> Freshly caught by your boy in okay. Alaska. Look so, at you. you know. I mean, most people just go garden variety salmon from like the Florida Keys or something. No, you went. You went to Russia yes. almost. You can see the salmon damn from your salmon. back. You're from your backyard. Damn. Not the salmon, but the damn halibut almost took me in the oh, water with it, boy. Man, you can't. Those are rough customers, man. Oh yeah, yes. Hall- they're, they're not halibut. They're like hallow. No, they don't want to get in your. <laughs> they don't want to get your boat at all, man. And but when it was when you finish eating it, it is worth the whole deal. Believe me. Listen to Keyshawn J Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. There are scratches, there are dents, and unexpected natural events. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say, better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us. And Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker, just play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. Who is going to be the biggest sleeper team in the NFL this upcoming season. Hit us up on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDouglas83. And if Zach Wilson can play anything like the New York Jets have been trying to tell people, 
Maybe the New York Jets can be that sleeper team, Harry, but Troy Aikman now, and you said it before, it seems weird to call Troy Aikman and Joe Buck colleagues now, so they're the new Monday Night Football team, and they got their first Monday Night Football game with the Broncos and Seahawks next Monday. Troy Aikman told ESPN's Rich Semini of New York Jets fame NFL Nation, and I quote, I like Zach Wilson a lot. From what I saw of him, I liked him a lot. I expected maybe not to see him struggle as much as he did last year, but I think he's got a chance to be a really good player, end quote. Now, let me say this. I don't know, you know, who Troy May knows. Good pause for effect, by the way. Well done by you. That that Zach Wilson and his family, you know, may know. I don't I don't know any of that. But I will say this, and I'll ask the question, Freddie. I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. If you was to put Justin Fields that the situation uh that Zach Wilson in, do you think he would have been more successful than Zach Wilson last year? I don't think there's any doubt about that he would have been. Okay, so when when you go to thinking about things like that. Those are the kind of questions that come up in my mind. Zach Wilson, the guy who threw for nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions last year, mm-hmm. and I actually thought he struggled with just understanding that he didn't have to put on the cape every time. The yep. same struggle that Josh Allen had early on in Buffalo, right? So what else do they do? They surround him by talent. You look at the guys that they surrounded him by this year. You talk about going to get a guy like uh, Garrett Wilson with their first pick. You're bringing over C.J. Zama from, from, from uh, Cincinnati, drafting Brees Hall, who I thought was phenomenal. Uh, so you have playmakers. Elijah Moore is going to be back this year to, to, to make some noise. You have playmakers. But then you go into the preseason, and a game that doesn't mean anything. And I know when you're a competitor, it's hard to do this, but you have to understand the big picture when you're in this situation if you're Zach Wilson. Don't try to cut up field or try to get more yards. Go to the sideline, my man. That, there's nothing that you need to prove in that moment to the coaches, your teammates, or anybody in the Jets organization by cutting up the field and tearing – what is he tearing his meniscus, right? His meniscus, MCL. Tearing his meniscus. Yeah. Those are the type of things that I'm talking about with Zach Wilson. Understanding certain things about the game of football that you probably didn't have to worry about when you were at BYU, right? When to dump the ball down to the back, when to just – eat it, throw the ball out of bounds, when it just run out of bounds. These are the type of things that plagued him last year in his season with the Jets. To had a lot of people questioning, you know what, is Mike White a better quarterback <laughs> than Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because a guy like Mike, uh, Mike White uh, threw for over 400 yards and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So, but then he was drafted number two overall, so you can't really have that conversation or the organization really don't want that conversation because no organization wants to be wrong when it comes to drafting a guy number two overall. Especially when that guy's a quarterback at number two overall. You can miss on defensive ends at number two. You can probably miss on wide receivers at number two, but you can't miss on a quarterback at number two, especially when you told everybody who is somebody, we believe in this guy more than Mac Jones, Alabama or Mm -hmm. Justin Fields of Ohio State, or even Trey Lance of North Dakota State. And you understand why that would make sense. Trey Lance had only played one football game over a two-year period because of COVID-19 wiped out his season when he was a senior. But the Jets told everybody, that's the guy right there. What about Justin Fields? Nah. What about Mac Jones? Nah. That's the guy right there. They have sold people on a bill of goods by Zach Wilson, and I'm not going to say that they should have buyer's remorse because it is year two. I'm hoping for the New York Jets and Zach Wilson's sake that we're not having the same conversations, what you just mentioned, what I've been saying, that if you can't make those layups, you're always going for the three-point shot, then you're not helping anybody. And all of a sudden, you're going to get stink out from your teammates because you keep screwing them up when it comes to Zach Wilson. And it doesn't help Zach Wilson that the top wide receiver that you took 
Garrett Wilson said, boy, the boy, the ball was a lot different coming out of Joe Flacco's <laughs> hand than Zach Wilson. And he wasn't saying to be complimentary to Zach Wilson. He was saying to be complimentary to Joe Flacco. When a dude who just got there felt that he could speak out properly enough to say the man, that guy throws the ball a lot better to me than the guy you drafted number two. You understand why he felt the need to put pressure on himself in that preseason game because he knows and he's heard all the whispers. I'm not talking about the media, Harry. I'm talking inside his own line with guys going, are you really the dude? And then you go out there and you do something like that. That does not help your cause if you're Zach Wilson and going into year two, and you're not going to be there at the beginning of year two. And, Freddie, the, the preseason game where Zach Wilson got hurt, I want to remind people, it's not like Zach Wilson in the few plays he was playing was doing well. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson had a out route. Ran a hell of a route, beat the DB, DB one-on-one. Zach Wilson throws the football over his head. Then he comes back and throws an interception. So he wasn't playing well in that preseason game that he got hurt. So you already had th- those little things going on. Now, don't mess around if he's not able to play in Joe Flacco. Now, I don't think this is going to happen. Joe Flacco go- goes out there and balls out. Now you're going to have people chattering, saying, you know, should we be playing? Zach, take your time. Zach, yeah. we don't really want you to come back too fast. But when I look at a guy like Davis Mills in Houston, Davis Mills played better than Zach Wilson did last year. I think it's going to be pretty good, despite the organization he plays Me too. for. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good because he fits what they do, a big-body quarterback that can make athletic plays. He knows how to make the simple plays. And he had that team rallying around him where Houston did not give up on anybody. I mean, granted, they gave up on Deshaun Watson two years before the organization quit around him. But nobody gave up on Davis Mills. He was able to rally that team for a guy that was drafted in the third round out of Stanford. Those are the kind of things you want to see from a guy that was taken second overall. And that doesn't seem to be the case. That guy's like, uh, we don't know. You don't want to continue to have that as a potential conversation if you're the New York Jets trying to convince him he is the guy. And guy's like, nah, we don't think so. You don't want to have that conversation if you're the New York Jets. And Freddie, you see a guy like Justin Fields, and and I understand it's preseason, y'all, so just bear with me. But you see a guy like Justin Fields in preseason, right, being better than he was last year already, right, understanding the game a little bit better, getting the ball out, understanding coverages, understanding when he needed to utilize his legs and not just standing back there being a sitting duck in the pocket Mm -hmm. uh, because you may have the deficiencies on the offensive line. You already see those progressions from year one to year two. Now we need to see those from Zach Wilson moving forward. He's Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn, Jim Lomax. Joining me, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as Sirius X and Channel 80 and also Tune In Radio. People still weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at HDouglas83. Sleeper teams in the National Football League. I took the Minnesota Vikings for those who weren't joining us. Harry Douglas, for those who didn't tune in about an hour ago, you took which team to be a sleeper team in the NFL, and that would be? The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Well, so far, Kirkland Lakes on Twitter says, Guys, the Atlanta Falcons will shock the world this season. Book it. I like Arthur Smith as a head coach. I think he's going to be really, really good for the Atlanta Falcons. And Marcus Mariota fits what they do a lot better than Matt Ryan did. I don't know about them shocking the world. I still think they're about a year away. But they do have some pieces there that you look at and say, if that can raise up just a little bit level, they could be a potential 8-9 win team. Freddie, and I'm going to do this quick because we're up against a hard out. This might be one of the most difficult teams for defenses to prepare for. Why? Because you have a Cordell Patterson, you have a Damian Williams. Two guys that not only can run the football, but they can do it in the pass game. You have a Drake London, and then you have a Kyle Pitts and a uh, uh, a Parker Hesse, a guy like that, mm-hmm. Anthony Fersker. I think Anthony Fersker may be injured right now. But you can you personnel-wise, you can be kind of dynamic. 
and kind of toy with the defense a little bit. That's some of the things we've seen from Arthur Smith mm-hmm. when he was in Tennessee with the Titans early on. And he went a lot of different personnel groupings and utilized the big guys to his advantage and spread, went five wide. And I remember Matt Jadon, Matthew Jadon for the, for the Ravens at the time, was trying to go to tight end up the scene because they had went like 13, 14 personnel with tight ends on the field and then went f- – Spread everybody out. Right. They can do some of the same things. They're, it's going to be on their young guys. Can their young guys step up in their offensive line? That's, that's what the Falcons yeah, is. Yeah, Matthew Judon is a nice pickup for the Atlanta Falcons. That, a guy like that. I mean, John kind of trolled, excuse me, he had it with Kyle Pitts. That's going to be a matchup problem that they exploited pretty well last year that they're really going to try to exploit with Marcus Mariota being a lot better for that Falcons offense than also Matt Ryan. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Cohen, thanks for joining us. And Keyshawn, Jalen, and Max. So, which would be better? The ex-husband of LSU or the new husband of Notre Dame? That's next. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.